Thursday, you know what's going on, good people. Today is Monday, December 11, 2023, time is 2.13 p.m. Eastern Time. You're on another episode of The Bridge, episode number 192 of The Bridge. Now we're big one Brown, big Kush, King Kush. It's all the same. Just here bringing my humble opinion about things that's going on in my everyday lives, things that we talk about, mainly for me, music, sports, politics, current events on the local, national, and global level. Things that we like to discuss. Got a packed show for you today. Um, you're locally in Philadelphia. A security officer lost his life doing his job in the Macy's. Um, another mass shooting that took place in Austin, Texas, and in UNLV in Las Vegas. A shooting that took place outside of a synagogue in, um, in uh, New York. A uh, house exploded in Virginia. A uh, woman arrested for trying to burn down MLK's home. Michigan, Michigan, Michigan school shooter was sentenced for the 2021 shooting. Uh, John Doherty, local local politician here in Philadelphia, found guilty. Hunter Biden now faces nine criminal charges. Uh, Penn University president steps down. Uh, the war crimes that Russia is being charged with by the United States. Um, more news and notes on the war in Ukraine. Uh, got some uh, college football scores, NFL scores to get into. Um, big, huge contract in Major League Baseball, the largest in American sports history. Great news for Nelly and Ashanti, and so forth and so on. But as I've done the past two to three years, um, people, please, the pandemic may be over with, but COVID-19 is not. If you have not gotten the vaccination, please go do so. If you are eligible to get the booster shot, please, please do that also. I understand you may have questions, you may have reservations about why you don't want to do it, but doing nothing is not an option. Like I said before, the pandemic may be over with, but COVID-19 is not. Can't eliminate it. You can only reduce it. So, people, please do what you need to do in that aspect. Um, as I said, Eric Harrison, uh, locally here in Philadelphia last week, a very gruesome, horrific um, murder that took place at a Macy's store in downtown Philadelphia. Uh, he was stabbed. Two people were stabbed. Eric Harrison lost his life by a male adult who was trying to rob the store and he um, was deterred in that in that aspect. Subject went out, grabbed the knife, came back, premeditated murder, came back and stabbed Mr. Harrison in the neck. Mr. Harrison was only 27 years old, basically working that job, had another job, and just basically doing his job when he lost his life trying to protect um, protect his other co-worker and, and trying to prevent this guy from robbing the store. Uh, Eric Harrison, I believe, was only 27 years old. I don't know if he was married or if he had any kids, but it's just another situation where something that could have been totally avoided, something that did not have to happen, and this, family, this man's family's his life is his, his, his life is gone. His family's life has changed forever. And the subject that did it, he, he was a he was a person that had been arrested more than a dozen times for a, a robbery. I don't know if it was a and he was an attempted murder, but he's definitely going away probably for the rest of his life for the murder of Eric Harrison. So rest in peace to him. My condolences definitely go out to his family because it was something that could have been totally avoidable and did not have to happen. So, yeah. I was seeing last week that the United States set a record for mass shootings with more than 38 this year. And it seems like the moment I saw that, that's when I got the news of 67-year-old former professor 
in UNLV in Las Vegas, who was denied at was denied um, occupation as a professor at the college. So he comes back and he kills three people because they did not allow him to be the professor at the school. Um, no other people were hurt. I think the people that weren't that were shot and killed, they were all professors at the school. But it's just a sad tragedy. Another another name, another town, another list on the on the list of the list of mass shootings that have taken place, especially at a school, because he didn't get hired. I understand. No one likes rejection. No one. No one on this earth likes rejection, but to the point where you feel like that the only recourse of your actions of being rejected is to go out and kill people because you didn't get a job. And you being 67 years old, you should be thinking about if you were trying to get a job doing it part-time. But now your life is over. And anything that you were trying to accomplish or hope to accomplish it doesn't, it doesn't even matter what you did as an adult 20 or 30 years prior to this. This is what people are going to remember you now. Whenever your name is brought up, you're going to be known as the UNLV shooter. And that's sad. And those people who lost their lives, my condolences definitely brought to those families because something, another tragedy that did not have to happen. Did not have to happen. Then I saw in Austin, Texas, former Army Ranger who was... Uh, obviously going through mental health issues and having mental health problems. I don't know if he was coping with coming back to the, getting out of the military world and coming back to the civilian world. Did not go too well, but um, he killed his parents in Austin, Texas, and then he left Austin, Texas and went to another town in Texas and killed at least four to six more people. Um, don't know if he was taken into custody, but uh, for you to go on a killing spree like that and it start with your parents, yeah, something is not something that he, he, he was not, I don't believe he was in his right mind. And he probably snapped out, and it's a shame that he didn't get the help or the therapy that he needed in order to come back to a civilian lifestyle and not for him, for him to, that rage and that anger for it to build up and he take it out on his parents and then take it out on the public like that. My condolences definitely go out to, all, to, to those families also in Texas that were dealing with that. Another case of um, more hate crimes coming in. Suspect, somebody who was sh uh, shot outside of an Albany, Albany, New York synagogue. The um, suspect was caught. Don't know if anybody was hurt or killed. Thank God. And I don't think anybody did lose their life in the process of that. But just goes to show you that evil and hate, man, it's just on an all-time high. It's not, getting, it's not getting any better. It's not getting any better. So the person who did that was probably going to be charged with a hate crime more than likely. Um, another crazy incident I just wanted to just call my attention. A house in Virginia, the police were there to exercise, execute a search warrant or some type of warrant, warrant at the, uh, this residence in uh, Arlington, Virginia. And the moment that they got there, the house exploded. It looked like something out of a movie, something like you would see with C4 strapped to it. It just, the entire house was just gone leveled in seconds and they believe the person that the police were looking for was also deceased in the fire and it probably remains just now i don't believe in accidents i don't believe in coincidence but it just so happens that hmm, the moment that the police get there the house explodes now this is me 
you put two and two together, usually I guess he felt like you're not going to take me alive. And if I got to take some people, if I got to take you out with me, then so be it. But I don't believe that just happened. As soon as the moment the police get there, that this house just magically exploded like that. I think somebody had something to say. They 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 were basically saying, I'm, you're not going to take me alive. But I don't know if any officers were hurt in that, in that search warrant or in that um, whole process, but they said the person that, that they were looking for believes to be his body just um, just burnt up in the slope. Crazy. Definitely looking more to seeing what uh, more details comes out of that. Um, two officers who were off-duty and just, I guess, vacationing or just happened to be in the Atlanta area, they arrested a woman who tried to burn down the, Martin, the birth home of Martin Luther King Jr. Um, I don't know what she was trying to accomplish. She had a big red can, of a gasoline can, and was pouring it all over the windows in, in broad daylight. And just getting ready to burn the man's his, his birth home to the ground. Why? That's just... Martin Luther King probably didn't even know you. You didn't even know him, but you're going to burn the birth home, which is a landmark, which is a felony, which is a federal hate crime, because there's so many things that you are going to be charged with with doing something like that. And the woman, she looked like maybe 30s, maybe late, mid-30s, early 40s, so the rest of your life is ruined. And because of what Martin Luther King stood for and what he was all about, you are definitely probably going to be charged with every federal hate crime that there is. Destruction of property, everything. Because that is a landmark. That is a part of U.S. history. You can't, you can't. <laughs> Thank God that those two officers saw her and was able to detain her and stop her from doing that because that would have definitely been a tragedy. Speaking of tragedies, uh, Michigan school shooter, the school shooting that took place back in 2021, two years ago. Uh, the shooter, who was 15 at the time, he's 17 now, and he was charged as an adult. He was sentenced to life in prison. That school shooting took the lives of four people. Uh, the judge basically said he, uh, the guy, the shooter, stood up and said he was a bad person, he was in a bad place. And basically, at the time, he wanted to be remembered as the the worst school shooting, the, the shooter of the worst school shooting in the state of Mississippi, in the state of Michigan, and he accomplished that. And so, the judge was like, "You didn't have any sympathy. You didn't have any compassion. You didn't get the help that you needed." And she basically, and the judge basically said, "You're gonna spend the rest of your life in prison thinking about it." So hopefully that family can have some type of closure and be able to move on from that. But you're never gonna get over it. Locally here in Philadelphia, our former councilman. Former um, head of the electricians union, John Doherty, was found guilty on all counts of facing um, fraud and bribery charges. He's facing decades in prison. He's like 65, 67 years old, something like that. Said he stole up to $600,000 from the local unions, the electricians union, and every other union you can think of here in the city of Philadelphia. Um, listen, when you're in a politician, you're an elected official in this city. There's perks and there's things that come with that. And the fact that you decide to steal from hardworking people who are giving their union dues every month half a million dollars, yeah, they're going to throw the book at you. And you're going to you're gonna get everything that you, you deserve. And everybody other politician out there that's thinking the way that he does, they ought to get what they deserve. Because this is another reason why 
people do not trust politicians because of things like that. You're already an elected official. You're making $150,000, $70,000 a year. You get all the perks, all the advantages of being an official. Being an elected official is like being a king, somewhere, a king or a queen of a city. And your job is to help serve the people, not to serve yourself. Are you still in $500,000, $600,000? Yeah, you deserve to get with everything that comes to you. So no sympathy whatsoever. Another person that they're probably not going to have sympathy for is Hunter Biden because Hunter Biden is facing nine criminal charges in his tax case, all felony charges. Didn't realize how bad it was, but um, he's already facing a gun charge uh, from a few years ago, uh, few years ago, which is also a felony. So, um, no word or statement from the White House. They're probably in shock because of the, the amount of charges that were coming down. But I'm pretty sure that they're going to. Um, that being him being the president's son is not going to save him. In my personal opinion, that's just my humble opinion. Him being the president's son is not going to get him out of this. He's gonna have to face. He's gonna have to pay the pipe. He's gonna have to face the music. When you're facing that amount of charges, I don't care if you're Democrat or Republican. I don't care if your last name is Biden or if your last name is Trump. You gotta face the music. He has to face the music, and there is nothing uh, Joe Biden can do in this aspect because this is all on his son. So, Penn, Penn University president steps down. Um, Anti-Semitic remarks that she made in a speech um, is to be expected. Um, when you have here locally in Philadelphia, Penn University, Drexel University, Temple University, you have these major universities. A lot of these universities have Jewish populations, Jewish um, graduates, Jewish alumni, Jewish sponsors, Jewish donors, uh, people who give hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars, and they were threatened to, some of them were threatened to pull that money if she did not step down. Of course, we all know the past two months what's been going on in Israel. Any, any anti-Semitic remarks that you make, people are not going to take that. They are not taking that lightly. They're taking it very serious. The amount of hate crimes that's going up in this country. Since that's happened in October, she should have known better. That's just my humble opinion. Maybe the people were saying that she's been, they were being too harsh on her. But in this climate, anything being said about anything going on in Israel, especially with the amount of populated people, Students that go to that school of Jewish um, descent and the amount of Jewish people who have graduated or alumni, donors, boosters, what happened? They're not happening. And anything you say <laughs> will cost you a, a position. I don't think she's stepping down as a, um, as a, as a professor, but she's definitely going to lose a lot of money and definitely is going to be a mark on her record about these remarks. So speaking of wars, dealing with over in Russia and Ukraine, United States is now charging Russia with war crimes for the apparent uh, torture of an American prisoner overseas uh, earlier this year. It's just the amount of war crimes. Other countries that have been charging Russia, and I mean, torture, rape, um, beatings, um, you name it. Um, bombing residential areas, schools, hospitals. It's a bunch of war crimes that Russia's going to be charged with in Ukraine, um, with this war in Ukraine. So America's not taking that lightly at all. Ukraine's five chief's wife, they believe, may have been poisoned via food last week. So it's guerrilla warfare over there, man. They're not by there, but not abiding, abiding by any rules. They're just trying to rent, win this war at all costs. They don't care about, they don't care about the protocol. They don't care about any of that stuff. So. 
and transitioning to the war in Israel, they're saying at least 63 journalists have been killed since the war began in October. 17,000 have been killed in Gaza since the war started in October. So it's an ongoing issue. The president has been talking to uh, United Arab Prime Ministers over there in Israel and over there in Gaza. He's been on the phone constantly. So, And the amount of money that's been given from the United States to Ukraine and Israel is the, the zeros on the check. I can't even count them anymore, the amount of money that's been given. So and the war in Ukraine is going on. February be two years since this war in Ukraine has been going on already. Two years have already been passed by that quick. It's amazing how time time goes by when things like this is going on. And of course, here in the United States, nearly ten thousand people at the border, at the Mexican border, were detained last week. Um, some of them have not done that. no food, no water, um, escaping hellacious situations, and still get that close to some type of um, sanctuary or some type of assistance, and they're being detained um, without any food. It's just the situation at the border is just an ongoing situation. And I get it. If there are criminals at the border and you run their name, you run their criminal history, if they have a criminal history, they've done violent offenders, repeat offenders, I get it. They should not be allowed to come in this country. But there are some people at that border, mainly women and children, who are escaping a hellacious situation, who've come thousands upon thousands of miles, and they're just trying to get some help. They should not be turned away, in my opinion. If you have a criminal history, if you have a violent past, if you're a repeat offender, I get it. You should not be allowed to come into this country. But if these people are just seeking, some of them just looking for food and water to feed their children, to just to make it to another day, there should be something to help those people. They should not be detained as criminals. I don't agree with that. But that's just my humble opinion. Let's get into some, get into some sports real quick. Uh, week 14 of the NFL action. A lot of action that took place um, from Thursday, December 7th, in a surprising victory. The New England Patriots defeated the Pittsburgh Steelers 21-18. My Dallas Cowboys are now tied in the NFC East by defeating the Philadelphia Eagles 33-13. Tampa Bay Buccaneers defeated the Atlanta Falcons 29-25. Cincinnati Bengals defeated the Indianapolis Colts 34-14. Cleveland Browns defeated the Jacksonville Jaguars 31-27. Houston, in uh, a shocker, the New York Jets defeated the Houston Texans 30-6. In overtime, in a walk-off punt return by Baltimore, the Baltimore Ravens defeated the Los Angeles Rams 37-31. Chicago Bears get a shocking win over the Detroit Lions 28-13. New Orleans Saints defeated the Carolina Panthers 28-6 in one of the lowest-scoring games in NFL history. The Minnesota Vikings defeated the Las Vegas Raiders by a grand score of 3-2-0. Wow. I have never seen a score like that. That's a baseball score. 3-0. San Francisco, who is now first place in the NFC, defeated the Seattle Seahawks 28-16. The Buffalo Bills, and a shocking yesterday, definitely going to Kansas City. And defeated the Kansas City Chiefs 20-17. Patrick Mahomes was vividly upset after he felt like the officiating call that took place. But let's be honest, Kadarius Toney, lining up all sides. You should know better. You're looking at the ball. You should make sure that your foot is at least one step behind the ball. That way you won't be called outside. You're, you're, you're a professional. You should know better than that. Either the drop, it's either the drops or they don't know where to line up. It's been killing the Chiefs all season. 
Denver Broncos, man, you guys give it up to um, Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. They started off one in something, one in five, one in three, and they have just been kept on winning, kept on winning. Now they are a game back behind the Chiefs in the AFC West. They defeated the Los Angeles Chargers 24 to 7. And tonight, Monday Night Football, we have two games on tonight. You have the Green Bay Packers taking on the New York Giants. Jordan Love is coming on strong. I like the way he's playing. And the Packers are definitely in contention for a playoff spot. That game will take place at 8-15 on ABC. And then you have the Tennessee Titans, who are taking on the Miami Dolphins. That game will start at 8-15 on ESPN. College sports on uh, news I want to get into. Congratulations to um, Jordan Daniels of LSU, the LSU quarterback. He won the 2023 Eisman Trophy winner. He um, had a heck of a season for the LSU Tigers. I believe he had over 3,800 yards passing, 40 touchdowns, only four interceptions, and he had a quarterback rating of 95%. He led the LSU Tigers to a 9-3 record. He is the third Tiger to win the Heisman Trophy behind, and I believe the, um, um, the latest one that won was Joe Burrow back in 2019 when he had that miraculous season that he had. Still talking about that season. So congratulations to Jordan Daniels, 2023 Heisman Trophy winner. And my God, Shaheim Otani <laughs> signed a 10-year, $700 million deal with the Los Angeles Dodgers. He's formerly of the Anaheim Angels, largest contract in U.S. sports history. He recently had surgery, I believe, on his elbow, Tommy John surgery, if I'm not mistaken. So he's not going to do a lot of pitching, but he's still able to hit. But that just goes to show you that baseball has got it right. No salary cap, guaranteed money. Football needs to do the same because football is the, the hardest sport with the least guaranteed contracts and money. Baseball, hmm. Baseball and soccer. I encourage your kids because I definitely will encourage my son and my daughter if they want to take up soccer or baseball, go right ahead. When you get contracts like that, even in the state of California, even where it is the state income tax is much higher, doesn't matter. It, Jesus Christ, that's fully guaranteed. He's going to see every single dime. After taxes, of course, but he's going to see every single dime of that contract. There will not be one penny shorted. And what's crazy, I was telling my wife and my brother-in-law this other day, if he helps the Los Angeles Dodgers get to or win a World Series in that 10-year span of that contract, that $700 million would be peanuts compared to the amount of money that he would make that organization if they get to or win the World Series. When your team wins a championship, the amount of money that people look at these contracts, oh, it's just too much money. That's just too much money. It's peanuts. It's peanuts compared to the amount of money that that team will make if they win, get to or win a World Series. Doesn't even compare. Doesn't even compare. So, congratulations to him. Looking forward to seeing him doing a lot of pitching and hitting for the Dodgers. Congratulations. Now, the entertainment news. Want to get into? Congratulations to Nelly. And Ashanti, who are expecting their first child together. Of course, we all know the off again, on again, um, now definitely back on again relationship between those two. It's been going, spending almost 20 years, but <clears throat> they were able to rekindle their flame. And now, because of that flame, a little bundle of joy will be 
here in about nine months. So congratulations to them on getting on having their first child together. Definitely going to be a, a, a beautiful baby who can sing and probably can rap. So congratulations to them on expecting their first child together. And definitely want to say uh, some somber news. Uh, rest in peace to Norman Lear, the creator of the iconic shows back in the 70s, um, like All in the Family, Jefferson's, I believe he was a producer, Sanford and Son, Good Times. He's a writer, producer, just an extraordinary person who created shows that probably would not have been made, that probably would not have been able to make it on today's networks. Um, because of the blunt, brutal, honest that they were, and how sensitive and politically correct and cancel, cancel nation nature of everything is today, those shows like that probably would not have been being able to make it probably more than one season today. But they were iconic shows. They still are being shown on like TV network, T, uh, TV Land, and Naked Night. And, all these other places, and you can definitely get them on um, Netflix and other uh, TV series, but his impact will definitely be felt forever. They did a remake of All in the Family and the Jeffersons where Woody Harrison played um, Archie Bunker and Jamie Foxx played George Jefferson. It was hilarious. They they were many times, you could tell that they wanted to bust out laughing. They just tried to hold it in because of the, the outfits and the facial expressions and just trying to get through their lines, but it was great, and the fact that Norman Lear was able to see that remake and was there in person, I think it was a couple of years ago. So, um, rest in peace to him. Your impacts, sir, will never be forgotten. My condolences go out to his family and at this time of um, grieving his loss. His impact will never be forgotten. We all come from different races, backgrounds, cultures, places, and statuses, but we are more alike than we are different. When we can see each other as human, find a common ground and interest, begin to pick each other's brain, and dig into the core of each other respectfully and peacefully. Only then can we begin to heal each other and truly and bridge the gap between all of us. It's another episode of The Bridge. Get down with Big Ron Brown, Big Fish, King Killers. Oh, on another note, uh, the first. Congratulations to the Los Angeles Lakers. They won the first ever in-season tournament by defeating the Indiana Pacers um, on Saturday. LeBron James was named tournament MVP. I mean, it doesn't mean anything as far as a, a, a real championship that you win in June, but to be able to first say you're the first day of the 1-1 and you're the first MVP and LeBron James is about to be 39 years old and you're 21 and he's still going strong. The man is not slowing down. It's amazing. It's incredible. Take, watch him. Appreciate his greatness. A lot of people don't like him. He'll always be, he'll always be committed. That, that, that debate between who's the goal between him and the women on um, Jordan will always go on. But just appreciate the fact that the man is almost 39 years old, 21st season, and he's still going strong as he is. He is not slowing down. So just appreciate the man's greatness. And his son, Bronny James, made his debut with UNC Trojans, came in, did a chase down block, kind of remind you of his dad. And the fact that he had a cardiac um, situation that took place over the summer and he's back playing basketball is truly remarkable. So congratulations to the James family and doing big and big things. So that's it for me this week. I will catch you guys next week. Stay safe. You pray for me. I pray for you. We pray for each other. And I'll talk to you guys next week. Have a good one. Peace.